Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. 11 o'clock hour here on a Thursday. One more day of shows here on ESPN 680 105.7. We'll get you into your weekend here as part of local programming from 7 to 6. Bobby V after me at noon. And, of course, roundtable 3 o'clock. Go till 6 p.m. today here on ESPN Louisville. You can text the show 437 9680 on the UPS Jobs text line, you can find us on Twitter at ESPN680. And, of course, you can find me at Radio Louie as well. You can find Jay Davis at Davis underscore 1981 on Twitter as well. Uh, he joins us now from Detroit, or at least somewhere near Detroit. Uh, Jay, it is 100 days from the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you have rebuffed me every single year that I have invited you to the Kentucky Derby. Are you rebuffing me again? That's not true. No, that's not true. That's not true. I w- I'd, I'd love to come down. We had a you had a whole crew down there last year. Oh, yeah. I, I would I would love to come down there. That would be awesome. All right, well, we'll have to. <laughs> that's I got I got an aunt who used to do that every year. That's what you told me. Yeah, two decades. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've never done it yet, but I got you know some friends who've done it. Yeah, I would absolutely love to do that. Do you happen <laughs> to know? Did she just come down and sit in the infield and just take it in, or was she getting legit seats? Do you know anything? Yeah, you know, she was just you know she'd go down there, go to the infield, you know, get yeah. her dress and her you yeah. know. Eight hundred dollar hat, and you know, like everybody else. Yeah, she had a lot of fun. It is funny to watch people that clearly spent more money on their hat than on their ticket. Like, not even a question for sure. Like, just just you see a woman in man back in the man when I moved here, you could get an Oaks ticket in a, in a section that doesn't exist anymore. So the Friday of Derby Week, essentially, Jay, a full day of racing and all that. Man, you could get a ticket for like seventy five bucks and go stand in the grandstand and just get hammered and hang out with people and all that. And it was great, but uh, those days are long gone, uh, long, long gone. Here, uh, frankly, what's interesting, Jay, the biggest shift that's happened with my friends is now that I do this, and of course, I have to work at the Derby, which is totally fine. I love it, but uh, my friends now follow me to Baltimore to go to the Preakness because it's just so much easier to do. <laughs> it's like oh, literally makes sense. flying to Baltimore instead of coming down here and staying with me is cheaper than going to the Derby. Yeah, it's pretty well. So, yeah, anyway. I'll go to Baltimore. I like crab cakes. Yeah, it's it's a great weekend. It always is. So Jay Davis with us. Uh, you can find his stuff at First Gen Sports, firstgensports.com uh, as well. Uh, so look, uh, you're up there in uh, you know East Ann Arbor about an hour. Uh, Harbaugh decides to take the, the Chargers job. I don't think any of us are surprised that he decided to make the move back to the NFL after, frankly, there's nothing else that he can accomplish at Michigan. It is something – winning a title there is something that happens, you know, not terribly often so to get to do it and be the guy that you know brings the program to that kind of level I think he owes no one anything up there my sense from looking around on social media Jay is that 
people in that fan base largely agree with me. Um, you know, he he came back, frankly, wasn't treated terribly well, took a pay cut, all kinds of things a couple of years ago, and then stayed with it, elevated that program to a level. I mean, that it probably hasn't been at since the 1950s, let's be really honest. Like, he's probably put together mm-hmm. the best team they've had in 75 years or so. So he really doesn't owe them anything. What's been the response up there to him taking the Chargers job? It's essentially the same thing. You know, there's there's a couple parts of it. You know, it's it's what you just said. You know, he doesn't owe anybody anything. You know, there's been a lot of thank you, Coach. And, you know, I think eventually he'll probably have a statue out, statue outside of the oh, big sure. house or outside of Shin Becker Hall at some point. Um, yeah, you know, he, he turned things around the last three years. You know, after that 2020 season when they finished, I think, two and four, two and two and five, something like that, you know, there were some calls for, you know, what are you doing? This is Michigan. We shouldn't be this bad. But, you know, after that season, you know, the three years following, you know, three Big Ten titles, made the playoffs three years in a row and, you know, you know, followed it up, you know, the last year with a national title. So, you know, nobody thinks nobody's upset that he left. You know, there's a lot of thank yous and, you know, people thinking about, you know, what they're going to be, what they're going to remember from the, you know, last half of his tenure there. And then the other side of it for him, you know, I, he's chasing a, a Super Bowl championship. Yep. You know, I told someone last night, you know, I think the fact that he lost to his brother in the Super Bowl is probably eating at him ever since that game ended. <laughs> and, you know, he, he wants to, you know, give himself a chance to do that. You know, he's won it. He's he's won everywhere he's gone, you know, you know, going back to San Jose State, San Diego, you know, before, before he took the Stanford job. And, you know, this is just one of those instances where he knows he can do this job and you know he's trying to he wants to he wants to see it through he wants to win a super bowl uh, a guy who used to work here his name is Andy Sweeney pointed out that despite the fact that the chargers were 5 and 12 it was something like seven of their losses were were three points or less or you know six points or less something like that and in the NFL especially you can turn those sorts of things around very very quickly and uh, so, so here it is uh, at the only Sweeney on Twitter. I'm a firm believer in Jim Harbaugh. Everywhere he goes, he builds a team and wins. The Chargers lost eight games last year by one score. Uh, quote: I think I see. I think you see a nice year, a nice jump year one. Back in the playoffs, year two, real Super Bowl contender maybe in year three. The AFC though is loaded. But he goes to a spot with a Justin Herbert, right? And I think overwhelmingly, there's no reason are, that they can't make the playoffs. I agree. Next year, right? Do we drop Jay? Yeah, I don't oh, think there's, a, there's, you know, based on how they finish, you know, they lose the opener by, yeah, you know, there's no reason that they can't make the playoffs next year with the roster they have. You know, the, Justin Herbert's still relatively young. They got, you know, Derwin James on defense, you know, Khalil Max there. I know he's older, but he's still, you know, he can still be a difference maker. Um, you know, they got it, you know, a lot of it for him is, I mean, it's typical for any NFL team. If, if they were healthy, you know, they would have, you know, they they would have likely had a better record. You know, they 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 lose to, what, like five or six playoff teams by, you know, three points or less. You know, Miami, Dallas, they lost by a field goal. They lost by two touchdowns to Kansas City, but the Lions came out there and they lost to them by three. They lose to Green Bay by three. They Baltimore was blowing people out most of the year and they lost to Baltimore by 10. So, you know, that's a team where, you know, if they're healthy and frankly, if their, you know, last head coach was a little bit better, that, that they probably would have been in the playoffs. So, you know, I think I think there's a chance for him to have instant success there because that's what he's done everywhere he's gone. You got to remember when you know when he gets to San Francisco, 
that team was bad, you know, for for a better part of a decade. And they go to the playoffs, you know, every year that he's there, you know, they get to the Super Bowl year two to the I think they I think they play in the conference championship game, you know, his first year there. Uh, you know, so there's his track record leads you to believe that San Diego should be good next year right off the bat. Jay Davis with us. I um yeah, the, you know, the schedule thing. And the other part is, I mean, I know Kansas City is in their division. So that's two games a year that are not going to be easy anytime going forward. But the Raiders were 8-9 and and Denver was 8-9. And, and I don't see either of those teams getting markedly better the next couple of years. I think that's kind of who they are. And so, no, this is, I mean, even within their division, there's a couple of win- winnable games. And um, obviously just going to have to make hay outside of it uh, as well. Sharon Moore appears to be the leader for the job. How much of this, Jay, is just let's keep the status quo up there, you know, as much as we can? And how much of this is they looked around the country and just they didn't see another guy of Jim Harbaugh's level. So they just decided to stick with someone in-house. Yeah, but I I think, you know, with the transfer portal and NIL, you know, since Harbaugh left, the portal opens up for 30 days, you know, for their kids and go wherever they want now. You know, you keep. You keep Sharon Moore. There's a there's a higher likelihood that you keep most of the recruits you have and some of the veterans you have that are supposed to come back next year. Frankly, you know, with with that with that familiarity, I think that makes a big difference. Um, and part of it, yeah, you know, a lot of the other you know big jobs you know that came open, they are, they've already been filled, and you know there there just isn't you know anybody on Harbaugh's level frankly, you know, who could come in and, you know, keep going, what kind of what he keep going with, what kind of what he built. I'd be interested because I'm sure Sharon Moore is going to get that job. I, there's a there's a rule that I just found out about last night that says when somebody leaves that you have to post a job and leave it posted for seven days before you make the hire. Okay. But I think, you know, Sharon Moore is going to get that job. I'm just interested to see, you know, the contract language, see the years that he gets because, you know, there's, there's still been talk. I know, Technically, I believe that the investigation, you know, with the science dealing and, you know, some other things with the NCAA is closed. But, you know, there's 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 a lot of people still believe there's something coming down the pipe for that program, you know, based on, you know, Harbaugh being suspended for half of the regular season last year. So I want to see, you know, I want to see the years that Jerome Moore gets. I want to see what kind of language is written in there, because keep in mind, you know, the last thing that Michigan did yesterday or I think it was Tuesday before Harbaugh took the Chargers job was they agreed to put language in his contract that if there were some NCAA sanctions that they couldn't fire him because of that. So I want to see if Jerome Moore gets the same thing. Yeah, the, you know, down here with the Louisville job, uh, even in Kenny Payne's contract, there was a, hey, if the NCAA, you know, comes in and smacks us for anything that you didn't, you weren't here for, you automatically get another year on your contract. And so I wonder, yeah, if they'll build something like that in for Sharon Moore up there at uh, at Michigan. Um, I made a bit of fun of Sharon Moore after the Penn State game. Um, so acting, did I. Okay. It's still a ridiculous moment, yes? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. And he, kinda, he, he followed that up with his uh, you know comments before the Rose Bowl about you know not seeing color. While I understand the sentiment there, that is not – I don't think that's totally genuine, and I don't think that's – that's the way you should. Did he say you know, that? Try to see the, yeah, yeah, and then oh, you know you follow it up with, <laughs> with with Gerard Mayo in his you know his introductory press conference, which essentially the opposite. Yes, so right, some yeah. He does he does the opposite, and you know that's you know that's something minute. You know you think about it, but you know he's going in homes of you know seventeen eighteen year old kids, 
and you know pe- people remember stuff like that so I, I don't i don't necessarily know if people are going to remember that down the line you know he coached his butt off in the games that he had to coach you know he won he won you know two of their what five biggest games of the season their two biggest games of the regular season he's clearly a good tactician um you know the cl- players in the program clearly you know rallied around Sharon more for those games so you know i think he's going to do a good job i'm not sure if he'll win at the level that they've won the last three years but i'm I'm interested to see him do it you know that's a you know frankly you know that's that's a black coach taking over a glamour program yep. i think what that that only be like the second time that's happened. you know you had you know ty willingham at notre dame and now you got sharon moore at michigan um you know college in college a lot of the high level jobs you know don't go to i know there's there's more you know there's been you know dennis green coached at stanford oh marcus freeman's back at notre dame right mark marcus freeman's back back at notre dame but you know for him to be the head coach at michigan that that's a big deal yeah i agree i agree i'm with you uh i actually think and i didn't see zach's reaction i was i was looking up another stat but I think we all kind of have the same opinion of Sharon Moore is that he'll do a good job, but is it going to be super high level job? That's the part that I don't know. Right. I, I think he gets yeah. it. I think he knows the ins and outs. I think that he's been there long enough to know what, you know, that, but I mean, adjusting, you know, moving a seat over at a program like that, where you have to be at fundraisers, do a coach's show, do all those kinds of things is different than being the offensive coordinator. So it'll be interesting, you know, uh, watching him make that transition as well. But yeah, I, it's a it's a tough job to hire for because when you have a guy like Harbaugh that is very clearly an excellent football coach and an excellent program builder, to have to be the next guy, uh, pff, I mean, and, and Zach brought up this in our first segment today, you know, they Alabama hires a guy whose overall college record is something like 68 million and five. Okay. Mm-hmm. And people down there, their response is, well, you know, Saban was a Yankee and it's like, good God, mm-hmm. how do you even hire at these jobs? Like and if they went and got, I don't, I really don't know. I don't know who to even mention for the Michigan job. So I'm not, you know, a younger Bill Belichick, it, let's say with some success, they'd still be like, oh, he's not a Michigan man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's oh, just, absolutely. it's unbelievable how these things operate. And I guess Sean's been there long enough that they consider him a Michigan man. Yeah, you got. I got to factor in, you know, too. I believe Harbaugh is going to take a lot of his guys with him to L.A., including uh, Jesse Minner, the defensive coordinator, who, you know, kind of crafted that defense that was, you know, probably the best in the country the last couple of years. So Sharon Moore is going to have his work cut out for him, you know, in terms of building the staff and, you know, like I said, keeping players. But I, I think he'll be fine. But you know, I, winning a national title, you know, gets you a. Uh, I believe it's like a five-year grace period before you know people start complaining. Yeah, so right, I think yeah. he's gonna ha- he's gonna get a few years. Um, I mean, I don't think they're gonna go back to the Rich Rod, you know, later part of Brady Hoke's tenure where they're winning four or five games. But you know, if they go nine and three the next couple of years, you know, people just have to you know put that in the context. You know, I, I guess you know by year three, year four, you know, he needs to push for you know push for the big 10 title and push for a playoff spot but i think i think they'll give him a little grace you know the first couple of years if they win 19 games and they're competitive in their big games the interesting thing is sean moore will be 38 in, in a couple of weeks okay do you know who's two coaching trees he's out of so interesting local connection here he has a master's degree from the university of louisville because he was mm. a ga here under charlie strong 
coach the tight ends here. Oh, interesting. Yep, and then he went up to Central Michigan, and that's how his time in Michigan got started, is they found him as the associate head coach up there in 2017 at Central Michigan. Then he took the Michigan job. Uh, I think he was coaching the O-line mostly when he got to Michigan. But, yeah, he was here, so he's in the, the both – the Jim Harbaugh and Charlie Strong coaching trees, not a bad spot to to have learned from. So, um, And you talk about you know a black head coach in those more glamour jobs. Strong had the Texas job, good or bad. He, he mm-hmm. had it, right? And so, obviously, Sharon Moore can learn from that. He's also only going to be 38. It's really interesting. He's got kind of a Lincoln Riley sort of feel to him that way, right? Where it's just this very young guy, uh, as far as we're, you know, these jobs, um, stepping into, I mean, just the the brightest of lights for sure. So no, it, it will be an interesting test study in if guys can grow up on the job at a place like that or if you need to go outside to just get someone else. Someone wanted to ask, uh, did I get a response from my friend Suzanne who does games on the ACC network and about head padding? Uh, let's do that. <laughs> Don't forget the gratitude coming down on the text line. That's fantastic. Um, do you know that joke, Jay? Do we need to fill Jay in on this joke? I think we do. So last yeah, last fall, it's been about 15, 16 months now. Last fall, John Calipari was in the Bahamas, and he made an, like a, a passing comment that Kentucky is a basketball school. Okay, And the, the football people got very upset, and they decided to start this campaign that Kentucky was, in fact, a football school, not a basketball school, which, by the way, Jay, is the dumbest thing I've ever been around in my life. It is the bottom. It is the dumbest fan debate I've ever seen in my life. Um, God bless you if you're listening to me and you and you enjoy this show somehow. And you were one of these hashtag football school people. I can't really help you. But at one point, he said, hey, we need to get a new practice facility for the basketball team. And there's this like, and you know how this goes, Jay. It's like 15, 16 years old. So in you know, high-level basketball terms, that's the oldest facility of the world, right? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. he talked about needing a new one. And Mitch Barnhart, who never talks, he is the athletic director at Kentucky, comes out standing next to the football coach and says, grace, gratitude, let's start there. And you said, he's going to get some grace up in Michigan, and someone immediately texted in, don't forget the gratitude. So it has stuck around (laughs) that long, that Sharon Moore story gets the Mitch Barnhart uh, grace gratitude. Zach, in the break, please look for the Mitch Barnhart grace gratitude sound, because it... It will tickle me if we have it. But head padding and announcing, I want to get into that on the other end because I did get a response from my friend Suzanne. I just didn't get to it yesterday uh, as part of the show, so we will make sure that we do that uh, today. But, man, uh, Jay is is presented by our friends uh, at Lana Sports and L-A-N-A Sports.com. Go check them out. If you remember the ABA, if you remember players like Julia Serving, Dr. J, Rick Barry, Dan Issel, Rivals, like the Colonels, the Pacers, that nostalgic red, white, blue basketball. If you remember those things, go check out Lana Sports. LanaSports.com, family-owned business just up the road in Indiana, backed by countless ABA legends. That basketball is back. Made with composite and quality leather, this basketball is an absolute must-have, either for your man cave, your office, or just to train with. It's a unique decorative piece you can have and lana sports they've got you covered check them out l-a-n-a sports.com get that basketball today use our code aba20 they're presenting jay today and on the podcast as well get aba20 in that code get 20 percent off your order lana sports with the aba lives on more jay more talk we do it next taking care of your family isn't always easy so we make sure getting care when you need it is With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. 
with video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Hey, do you remember the glory days of the ABA, that iconic red, white, and blue basketball? Legends like Dr. J, Dan Essel, Rick Barry. That ball they used to play with, guess what? You can own that ball right now. A lot of sports based in Indiana, family-owned business. They partnered with ABA legends, including Dr. J, to reintroduce that original ABA basketball. Crafted with that composite quality leather, basketball is a must-have for any hoops enthusiast. Whether you're hitting the court or you just want something for your man cave, Lana Sports has you covered. Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports.com. Grab your original ABA basketball today. Use our code ABA20. At checkout, ABA20 to get 20% off your order. Only available through J. How about that? Little J Davis uh, promo code, ABA20. Uh, go check out our friends at Lana Sports. Thank them for hanging out. Family-owned business up there in Indiana. Um, so if you're a Colonels fan, don't hold the Indiana part against them. J Davis, as I mentioned with us, J Davis underscore 1981 uh, on Twitter. All right, football time. Uh, but first... Someone did text it. Louis, did you get an answer from your friend about the ACC network? And if they're supposed to, is there an edict to talk nice about U of L? So something I talked about, Jay, uh, after they lost to Duke was just the head padding of, oh, they're trying hard. And oh, look at all of these great fans coming from Reese Davis the other day. And all I could think is, if this were my team, I would want to punch Reese Davis. Like <laughs> this is just not <laughs> not how I want to live, right? And so I thought out loud. Hey, I have a friend. Her name is Suzanne. She lives in town. She works with ACC Network. Do they tell them to be nice to ACC teams? And so I texted her. And here is her response. There is no directive. But if we pull up conference standings, usually we highlight a team or two that's performing well and has an outstanding playmaker. So in other words, when they go into the standings to you know, sort of talk about the teams that they're covering. They mention the positive things. I don't think that's ridiculous. I think that, you know, that's part of broadcasting the games. But it's good to know that they're just head padding because they feel like it, not because ESPN told them they had to. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, how is the Lions thing up there now that they've won two games? Was the reaction as it couldn't have been anywhere close to the first game, but uh, what was the reaction after beating the Bucks? No, the reaction Sunday night was just as strong. You know, there's okay. some videos, you know, people running through the streets, talking their horns. You know, <laughs> you know, if, if if you're familiar with what's what people do on New Year's Eve, sometimes there was a little of that, you know, people pulled their pulled their uh pulled their, pulled their weapons out. You know, Kissing. People pulled people pulled their weapons out, fired off fired off <laughs> weapon into the fire. air. But yeah, you know, it's it's crazy up here. You know, I've you know, been working on stories on the team all week and 
you know, just people are people are obviously having a lot of fun with it. I've seen more Lions gear the last couple of weeks, and I think I've seen it in the last thirty years. But that's to be expected. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to the fair weather fan, uh, yeah, you know, right. fair weather fan thing. You know, just because you know, you know, this is something that if if they're if you're not getting a return on your investment, people spend a lot of time on this stuff, time and money. And if you're not getting a return on that, you know, I think you should be able to walk away and come back when you want to. But yeah, you know, it's 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 fun here. They're having a watch party at Ford Field. The tickets went on sale Tuesday at three o'clock. They were all gone by five. Um, yeah, you know, there's it's it's everywhere. You know, there's obviously a lot of watch parties playing at bars and stuff like that. People are just having a lot of fun with it. The Lions and 49ers play a 10-game series, all of them in San Francisco. How many times do the Lions win the game? Uh, probably three or four because I'm sure like Christian McCaffrey and Debo will get, get hurt for a few of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. How about for this weekend? What Do you give them something like a 35% chance to win this weekend? Yeah, you know, there's the thing about this game is Dan Campbell's not going to coach this game like it's the NFC Championship game. He's going to coach this game like it's a you know it's a regular game. His coaching philosophy doesn't change. How he calls plays doesn't change. Going forward on fourth down, you know that he's not going to change that up. Kyle Shanahan, on the other hand, has a tendency to you know get a little tight late in games. If it's close, I feel like I mean if it's close, I feel like the Lions will be able to pull it out just because I think. Dan Campbell has more faith in his play calling and his players than Kyle Shanahan does at times. You got to remember Kyle Shanahan was the OC of that Falcons team that was up 28-3. Um, they were up big in that Super Bowl against Kansas City and the Chiefs came back. You know, not to say they let the Chiefs came back, but you know, there's, you know, that's that's another game. Um, you know, you have you know, the NFC title game a couple years ago uh, against uh, the Rams I think it was. You know, I know they had a, a fumble. I think it was a muff punt but you know there's just there's just these instances of Kyle Shanahan you know out coaching himself you know just you know just because he's a he's a great offensive mind but he does things in big games that you know leave you scratching your head and leave the window open for the opposition Jay Davis with us on the AFC side do you think it's uh kind of a a a hard conclusion that the winner of that game wins the Super Bowl because you got Lamar on one side and you got a potential I mean if, if Pat Mahomes wins the championship this year I mean, what are we saying about him? You know, if, if he wins, it just, you know, furthers his case as the best quarterback of all time. I think he's already the most talented quarterback of all time. Obviously, Tom's Brady, Tom Brady is the most accomplished. But, yeah, this is just, you know, just another feather in his cap that, you know, on his way to being considered, you know, probably one of the best football players ever. But, you know, this the Ravens have been blowing people out all year. Um, you know, and I know they had a Rams game that went to overtime. They got their three losses. I'm not counting the last week at Pittsburgh because they sat a bunch of guys. But the three losses to, I think it was Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Indianapolis were weird. They were leading late in all of those, and somehow they lost. But this, they have been historically good, and, you know, not a lot of people are talking about that. I don't think their defense is as good as the 2000 Ravens were, but this, their defense, you know, is just unbelievable, even though they don't really have a household name. You know, I, I guess Kyle Hamilton will probably be a household name in a couple of weeks, but – you know, I just I I don't think that that Baltimore should lose this game. Um, I think the Lions about right. I think it's like three three and a half right now. I think that's just you know I think that's out of respect for Pat Mahomes and what the Chiefs have done. And it, frankly, the Chiefs' defense is what's been leading that team most of the year. You know, but I I think I think both of these games are going to be pretty good. They'll both be pretty well played, and I I'm going with the favorites. Well, there you go. He's Jay Davis. We'll let him get out of here. Um, I'll I'll close with this. Um, I think the Caitlin Clark thing yet the other day 
is legitimately not good at all. Because one of the things, for example, about women's sports that if you wanted to make a case for them in favor of men's sports, for example, is that there isn't a lot of flopping in women's sports. Uh, on, in men's soccer, guys roll around on the ground as though they've been shot with howitzers. Uh, and in the women's game, they don't do those sorts of things. I think her diving and then just flat lying about it is really bad for her and for her image. What says Jay Davis? You're talking about after after the game, yeah, you know, when a yeah. fan ran into it. Yeah, you know, you can see it. You know, nobody falls like that. Correct. But, I mean, I, I'm trying not to kill her for that, you know, because she could have been shocked by it, but – I think I think after the game she talked about it and you know she was she wasn't like oh my god I hate this people shouldn't be able to storm the court you know she's she's a better sport about a lot of you know just things that happen to her than, than other people are but yeah that's that's what happened you know you could see it in the way she fell that you know she she was selling a little bit I don't know what did she want that kid to get kicked out of school or something but <laughs> yeah I mean it, it, right you know that was that was kind of a bad look for her that's the first time she's had one of those uh all right man i'm gonna let you go uh we'll wrap up the show here and i will talk to you uh, on tuesday of course you can check out jay at first gen sports one st gen sports.com and of course you can catch him and me uh doing our thing every tuesday with mark Annis, mark lieberman on 40 minutes of pod uh college basketball podcast uh, as well it's out there right now this week's episode and uh we we're doing it uh during we, we recorded during the kentucky game And what we said about the (laughs) Kentucky game ended up not being true. So there you go. Jay, have a good weekend, man. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, they picked a bad night to have their best, worst (laughs) offensive night of the season. There you go. All right, Jay, we'll talk to you next week, man. All right, thanks, Lou. See you, man. All right, there you go. Jay Davis, uh, presented by our friends at Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports.com. Use that code ABA20 uh, to get all of the very best up there at Lana Sports. How about that? A little Thursday show in the – in the books, uh, someone asking, didn't Suzanne join me in studio a couple years ago? She was my, we did Tuesdays with Suzanne when uh, when Bobby V was out uh, two springs ago. I filled in for Bob for, I don't know, five, six weeks, something like that. I had a derby and uh, Suzanne came and sat in with me every uh, Tuesday. Uh, really appreciated her doing that. It was um, a lot of fun, frankly. And, uh, you know, when that run came to an end, I actually got a couple of texts. Hey, thanks for having, thanks for having a female voice on every week. And so there were people that actually really did enjoy having Suzanne on. This is a very different, you know, when you cover sports like softball and field hockey, you have a different vantage on all the other things going on there. Did you learn anything today, Zach, as you click on the mic? I've learned a lot of things today. <laughs> did you love that Grace Gratitude uh, clip? Oh, of course. Yeah, it was fantastic. I like Dan's response, too. <laughs> That's what we're doing every day on this show. Grace, stuff. Man, gratitude. Let's start with that. All right, so everyone else is talking about it. I guess I go to uh, the guy on the ones and twos, Zach Cantrell. Yes. Bourbon and Beyond, are you going? Probably. Is there a day that you think of the schedule, or a band, I don't care, actually, I'm, Yeah. that you're most interested in that's on that list? I don't know, man. I like all of them. So, Are you into country? No. Okay, so those, because there's a couple of headliners that are country guys, right? Yeah. Okay. And so what is the... How are you looking at that schedule then? What are you trying to go? Who are you trying to see? Come on, there's got to be somebody on there you want to see. Yeah, I mean, I, or are you just going because you know how women dress at those things? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the good news is I got down Dude, to like that's, line, that's, line six before I didn't recognize somebody. Oh, no, no, no. The line was very good as yes. far as, as names for yeah, sure. Sure. Um, my favorite, though, is God, did you hear any of it when Strebel went to a music fest and he, he hadn't been in a while? He went to Louder in Life right. last year. And didn't 
know how the, the, the ladies were dressing at those yeah. things. Yeah, it was, it was like, that's a good sound clip. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> uh, by the way, shameless self-promotion. Uh, we will have two episodes of the Horse Racing Happy Hour tonight. Our Road to the Preakness shows continue tonight ahead of um, the extra heat stakes and the spectacular bid at Laurel this weekend. And then we will do a Pegasus preview show. We'll do a huge, seg- uh, huge segment tomorrow, 20 minutes, on the Pegasus uh, races this weekend. They've decided Sunday will be force out in the pick six. So hopefully a bunch of money gets flooded into that on Saturday as well. Uh, so we'll do all of that tomorrow. Thanks to Ben Roberts, Jay Davis for joining me today here on Rabo and Co. ESPN 680 105.7. Uh, again, we'll get into the horse racing tomorrow and we will do a full, full, full preview of both of those games tomorrow as well. Um, are you still, I mean, on the AFC side, so I sent you this, I sent you this TikTok of the guy talking about the official they chose for the Kansas City Baltimore game. Yeah. And home teams being under 500 when he officiates their games. Yeah, that's right. Does that mean anything to Zach Cantrell? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't buy the conspiracy theories. I don't buy the NFL's rig. No, none of that. No. If there was one to buy, it would be that they want Taylor Swift's boyfriend in the Super Bowl. Is it sure not, though? Sure they do. Okay. Right? I mean, like, that's a desired... But the NFL, it's not the NBA where they need they don't certain need, teams. For the Super Bowl, they don't need Taylor Swift. It doesn't matter who's at the what teams are in the Super Bowl. 100 million people are going to watch regardless of the teams playing. It could be Jaguars, what Lions, you, and no if, one cares. If the Chiefs make it, do you think there's a noticeable bump? I think that's possible. I By, mean, How many? 10 million? Yeah. 56 million. 56 million people watch the Chiefs game? A divisional round game. We've never had 50 million people in a divisional round game. I, I just... I, if you wanted to be conspiracy theory E, that would be it. Sure. That's what you would do. But the NFL, I think, is bulletproof as far as uh, it, it doesn't matter who's in the Super Bowl. People are going to watch. You hear it's that, John like Morant? The NBA Finals. <laughs> you hear that, John Morant? <laughs> bulletproof. I, I like that. You're welcome. Thank you for explaining the joke. <laughs> oh, all right. I will tell you what I learned today. What did you learn today? Uh, from Ben Roberts is that he expects Aduthiero to play Saturday. And I, yeah, that I think that's underrated. I think a new Thiero on this team is underrated. That's what I learned today. Um, if we if we had to go back and learn something, uh, that's what I would learn. I also learned that Ben was kind of offended if I asked if he had friends. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think I'm capable of having friends? <laughs> oh, my guy. Is this what we're going to do at the end of shows now? What did we learn today, what kids? No, just on Thursdays. We have a lot of guests on Thursdays. There we go. So that's all right. Um the U.S. economy grew at 3.3% in the final quarter of 2023. Did you get a 3% raise in the fourth quarter, Zach? I wish I did. How about that? <laughs> Do you believe the government when they talk about the economy? I don't believe the government about anything. <laughs> I think the economy is the If the government told me the sky is blue, I'd have to check. You and Issel, man. <laughs> you and Issel. Oh, man. Boycott and Bud Light. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I boycott Bud Light because it's terrible, it's not, not because... Beer, that's yeah. <laughs> I don't care about Dylan Mulvaney or whatever. All I care about is the Bud Light's not good. Yeah, it does not taste like beer. That's right. Man, oh, man. All right. Well, you hear the music. We'll get out of here. Uh, reminder, too, thanks to Martini Italian Bistro for hanging out with Ben Lana Sports, L-A-N-A Sports.com, hanging out uh, with Jay as well. Uh, appreciate all of our sponsors here at ESPN 680-1057. Again, uh, tonight, reminder of some of the programming around here as we get into a Bob After Me roundtable at 3 o'clock. Then we lead into Bellarmine at 6.15 pregame, 6.30 tip against North Florida here on ESPN 680-1057. 
680-1057. Alongside Zach Cantrell, I'm Louis Rabot. This is Rabot & Co. on ESPN 680-1057. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m., and we sure hope you are as well. Have a great day, everybody.